Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, show 127, our Herb Lab with Jason Scott. Today's show is brought to you by Hunter Creation, graphic graphic designers and website designers who make your marketing ideas into reality and show them to the world. You can find them at huntercreation.com. And Ace High Heat Graphics, custom and printed t-shirts, hats, aprons, you name it. Best way to get fundraising for your church, your school, perfect way to do it. Find them at Ace High Heat Graphics and Occupy Medical. Healthcare is a human right. Occupy Medical is a free street reach herb integrated clintic. Clintic? Clintic. It's a clintic now. A clintic. It used to be a clinic, but now it's a clintic. It's a clintic. It was yep. started by Clint Eastwood and they have a, he has a whole new line of clintics that oh. are all around, all branded. Nice. You know, That's good to know. Go ahead, make my day with the herb. You know. Well, I better change that <laughs> website at occupy-medical.org to reflect to, that change. To, yeah, yeah, but don't say it because people will actually go to it. No, no. Hey, no, you know we should buy that domain. Uh, no, no, it's been advertised. Yeah, but All we do right. have a we have a blog on that site where we talk about things that happen during the week, and we have uh, we help people that are unhoused and people that are housed, and we also have a special clinic that helps um, focuses on helping people that are runaway youth, so they have their own special space and they feel safer there. So if you feel like that's the kind of endeavor you would like to find out more about, or help us, occupy medicalorg and Candace Hunter Creations. Candace Hunter is a family-centered herbal practitioner specializing in health coaching and connecting people with plants to create wellness. Find her at CandaceHunter.com. That was smooth. It was. Look, she was prepped this time. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, one of the most important sponsors in the universe, the Herbal Nerd Society. Thank you, Herbal Nerds. Yes, thank you, nerds. Without their monthly support, we would not be able to do the things that we do with Real Herbalism Radio mm-hmm. or the Practical Herbalist. They make this possible. That's right. So if you would like to help make this possible, you can go to the Practical Herbalist website and up in the very, very tippy top of the page is a Join the Herbal Nerd Society link. That's the proactive way. The unproactive way is you really see this cool article that you want to read and you click on it and that page comes up anyway. And it comes up and says, hey, join us. Join us because you can't read the rest of this article if you don't do it. Yeah. Join us for the low, low price, $4.99 a month. Or yeah. $49.99 for a year. And it's only 17 cents a day if you do it that way. That's it's dirt a, cheap. It's sponsorship with this amazing educational thank you card every single week. Yes. As it is. And uh, you have access to 120, 100, 100, 100 of the past Real Herbalism Radio episodes. They're only available through the Herbal Nerd Society. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's true. All of that is true. I can verify it. You can verify it. Yes, verify. Yep. All right. So thank you to all of our sponsors. So on with the show. Now here are your hosts, Candace Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe. I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe. And And welcome welcome to to Real Herbalism Radio. Radio. Yeah. Sue, did you get your alchemy on this week? No, I did not. I did not no. at all. I got <laughs> I got my mushroom on though. Did you? Yeah, did I did. You? What yeah. did you find? Went uh my friend uh Donna kidnapped me <laughs> and we went driving kidnapped. I think you're not a goat. Oh, oh, oh well. Geez. I was going to say, you said go, and I was thinking, well, you're not really a kid. No. Whatever. No. <laughs> no, I'm not. But uh, she gave me a call and said, hey, I, I want to go running around somewhere. Do you want to go with me? And I said, where? And she says, 
not really none of your business, is it? Like, all right, sign me on. Let's so do it. Jumped mm-hmm. in her car and we went trekking off to the wilderness and we were looking for one falls that we were going to go running around in because we do mm-hmm. hiking together. It's one of the fun things we do. And then we said, oh, let's go to this other place. And we ended up on these roads that only had numbers on them, but the numbers awesome. weren't on her map. Awesome. Those are always fun. Yeah. So we thought, oh, we'll see Kentucky Falls, but we didn't see Kentucky Falls. We saw all kinds of cool stuff. And I found some very cool um, uh, mushrooms, the black, and I was looking for them, the um, ebony cup mushroom. Nice. Yeah. It's one of those gel. Those are cool. Yeah. They kind of look like like trash almost. They They looked like trash. Exactly. So I I noted it and I thought, oh, I better go pick up this litter because I thought, you know how those soda bottles, the black part of them. Yeah. I thought that was the black part of a soda bottle. Oh, some poor wildlife might get hurt. And so I went to pick it up and it was all jellified. And I went, look what I got in my hand. Yeah. So I, I. I instead, wiped took that a off on Donna's shirt. That's right. That's, right on her thanks, sleeve. Donna. Um, and so, of course, I saw a turkey tail and I saw some shaga, nice. which was pretty cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So yeah, was that's one of the spigerics spy- that Jason carries is yes. the shaga. That's really cool. Yeah. And initially, of course, I looked at it and I thought it was just a burn mark. Mm-hmm. But why would there just be a burn mark on that one part of the tree? Yeah, and not every, anywhere else. Nowhere else. Right. Just that one little just spot. Just that one little spot. So I was kind of excited about that. And I didn't collect anything. I just, okay. you know, took pictures of stuff. I felt like, you know, I don't need to – everything that I see and I'm amazed by, I can take a photo of it. I don't need to have the thing myself. That's true. That's you know? true. It's not like it's a Pokemon. You're going to stick at my Pokeball. But <laughs> I really enjoyed looking around at these. Oh, that's a good app. Uh, what? What you just said. A poke, poke, poke. They already got Pokemon. No, I know, but for herbs and such in the forest. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Sorry. All right. Copyright, Patrick. Yep. I'll get the website on that right now. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, it was nice to kind of mosey around. And because it's spring, as far as when I was running around, there's a lot of moss that was also blooming at the time. I don't know if blooming is the right word, but I got to see some cool little liverworts and some wonderful nice. mosses that was sitting on its little spore pretty. creatures looking Very like pretty. aliens. Yeah. Very yeah. pretty. Yeah. So I really, I really enjoyed that. It was super fun. And eventually we did find our way back to civilization. Yes, because you are here. Here I am. Yes, here you yeah. are. And I assume Donna made it out. Donna made it out, yes, as she was the pilot. Then good, good. Made it out. <laughs> but yeah, we could find, like, like there was a place where it mentioned, ah, mm-hmm. here's this creek, and it's this is the name of it. So we could find that on the All map, right. but it didn't <laughs> match any of the roads that were listed. <laughs> nice. So, but we did pass by a place that we, we did know, and it was an established campground. So oh, eventually good. we found our way out. It was pretty funny. And I, I will put um, some photos of that on our Facebook page so people can they can see that, what Fun. the little adventure was. Fun. Fun. Yep. That's as alchemical as I got, but I know you... <laughs> I decided to go for it. I just really went for it. Yes, you did. <laughs> so. uh-huh. 
Yep. When I walked in the door you of could the smell Hunter it. household, I could smell it. Is that the smell of victory? Napalm? Egg? <laughs> oily dog? I'm not sure. Well, so y'all remember the oil of egg, right? <laughs> what? Oil well, of, all of egg. egg. Oh, no. We talked about that with Jason. Yeah. You told me you were going to do this. And that was that smell when I came you home? Were that was that smell. Yep. Yes. We, I, it was funny because like just – I don't know, a week before we did that interview, I had just read the, um, the way of herbs with, uh, the way of Chinese herbs by Michael Tiara. Oh, uh-huh. And in there, there was a mention of oil of egg and it was just like a, <laughs> it's like a three line mention. It's super short. Oil of egg from oil getting, the eggs. I read it. And I'm like, Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> Who's going to do that? And then I continued on. And then here we are having this wonderful interview and he brings up oil of egg. And I'm like, oh my God, I know what that is. And then I know what those three lines said. Mm -hmm. So I just had to go make it. So it's, I have this little list here. It says, oil of egg is alchemical substance derived from egg yolks, but in the final product devoid of egg proteins. And so is hypoallergenic. It could be used as a salve, as a skin rejuvenator, an anti-scarring agent and antibacterial. And that is from ovum vitala, oil of egg. The yes. Spir spir yes. And it contains things like triglycerides and lecithin and cholesterol and biotin. Mm. And it's got all these like stuff in it that's actually really good for you. Oh, okay. Um, one of the things that there's two different extraction methods and it depends on which one you do what exactly you're getting. I think all of them get a lot of the same fatty acids, like the ole what is it? Oleic oleic fatty. Oleic. Yeah, that one. And linoleic. And there's like a whole bunch of fatty acids that are really good for you. Mm -hmm. And so those are extracted either way. But then there's other things like the immunoglobulin substances that are only if you do the liquid extraction. The liquid extraction involves using like hexane or um, ethanol or there's like a whole bunch of right. different potential. Stuff that you don't have in your kitchen. Yeah, stuff well, that I don't have. I mean, I've got ethanol. Who wants to use hexane on anything? I know, right? I mean, that is how hexane is one of the methods that is sometimes used for extracting um, essential oil for term like turmeric. Oh, because it's so bound into, okay, yeah, yeah that makes yeah. sense. So, sure. I mean, but, but you need, you actually need more like lab equipment to use that right, method exactly you so i did that. it the old-fashioned way the smellier right. way <laughs> so so the picture that i've seen for oil of egg is this beautiful golden liquid of amazingness yes. and mm -hmm. the picture or the bottle that you showed me uh, is sans the the golden color and looks almost jet black. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to pass this bottle over to you guys to take a look oh, at. My word. You've got to put a picture up there on the roof. Yeah, the, I, I took some pictures. Do you think it'd be different as chickens? I think the color would be the oh, same. Oh, the smell has smell. Yeah, um, it's, it's a lovely scent. It's, I can't, I don't. It's strangely familiar. And yes, yet. It's oil of egg. Horrible. Bowl and same. at the same time. Oh man, I know this smell. <laughs> Which is really funny. Exactly. Yes, it's a smell you know, but okay, listeners. From moldy Sue's laundry. Face. Sue's face is just <laughs> what is that? It has oh. a mold. Oh, take a taste of it. No. I'm serious. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Oh. Try a try drop it. of it. I've tried it. I've tried it. <sighs> I admit. 
So you, one of the things I found fascinating about it is that it's often used for like hair and skin. So external right, application. Sure. Um, it is used internally in Chinese medicine as uh-huh. well. And that was how I saw it referenced in the way of Chinese herbs. The thing I found interesting about it was that when I, you guys will see the picture that I took of it. I put a drop on the edge of my hand and then I was holding the tincture bottle. How'd you like the flavor of that, Sue? Wow. Your face is priceless. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I just licked a burnt cast iron pan. Yes. It, it, so it's, you tried this and then you told us both. I know. Isn't that funny? What a good friend. God, this is, I've been this married to the 25 years and she told me to try it and I didn't. <laughs> I tried it. It's got this horrible bitter flavor to it. Oh, wow. I can see where it's maybe. It's still giving me flavors. Yes. I can see where maybe like around the edges there's a possibility it might not be horrible. But, but doing it Do the heat the, method that the, I used, which is the old oh, fashioned way, it created a lot of burnness. Do you think? Yeah. So. Do you think? Do you think you would get a? <laughs> the part that I found interesting was I that I can't clean it out. So I put that drop on my hand, right? Yeah. It it absorbed. Uh, that I'll fast. try. I'll try that. Yeah. No. I was surprised at how fast you it have no my moral skin. structure. It's funny. <laughs> and it did the one spot where I put it is smoother than the other spots. Okay. Like, so it actually really did make my skin softer in that little area. Well, maybe I'll put that on my scalp for my receding hairline. Yeah. yeah maybe see, it's will. supposed to help with hair growth. Um, so do you think you would have got a different product if you would have went with a full stainless steel pan versus the I would cast? love to have a full stainless steel pan to try that on. Um, yeah, you say we do, and we do. And trying to clean it off after using it on the not-so-great, decades-old propane stove outside with ridiculous flame that is hard to control because it's so old. So wait a second. Did you ruin my cast iron pan? No, the cast iron pan will be fine. We oh, okay. just got to clean it. It'll be fine, but it's going to smell like a gas for a long time. Yes. <laughs> our, our illustrious son did point out uh, that I should probably... should never be put together. <laughs> they normally have gas. where eggs come from. <laughs> That's just... Wow. Our son said I should not tell anybody that I used that pan and then see what happens when Patrick cooks with that pan next. I don't know who's it's meaner. Cast iron it's cast iron. Well, because it's now it's, it's, it's heavily it's seasoned. Be, it's seasoned everything. with oil of egg. <laughs> so I thought mm. I was I was skeptical on how this was going to work. So I went with a six, six eggs. Mm-hmm. I, I searched online and I found a few different spots. There was a video from a, a Hawaiian farm. That, of them that, yeah. making that. Of they said, how do it. you make this deliciousness? Yeah, so we'll have, we'll have a link for that that okay. video in our show notes or for the page that has that. So I watched that. And so I thought, okay, well, you know, I'm not going to use a dozen eggs because I don't want to use a dozen for this crazy experiment. Mm-hmm. So I used just six and I thought, oh. Six was enough. Yeah. And I was like, I'm probably only going to get a few drops out of this. I don't even think it's going to work. I mean, I honestly didn't think it would work. Mm -hmm. Truly, I didn't. And it did. And it was really kind of a cool experiment because the eggs go from being like all dry and brown and blackened and looking like like crumbly ash, sort of, Mm -hmm. like the bottom of your fire pit. Right. That's the flavor. To suddenly you're seeing the, the oil come out of it. It's like, oh, my gosh. 
it actually mm-hmm. worked. I was shocked. Right. Wow. It was a cool experiment. I'm not sure if I'll do it again. I used duck eggs because that's what I had. Right. Everybody else references chicken eggs. Mm-hmm. And probably more common, possibly. Probably. Well, it seems like it's a pricey thing. I'm looking at Oh yeah. some people are, are they got theirs available at $45 a bottle. And the bottles are like, there was one where I saw $45 for, I think it was five milliliters or 80 bucks for nine milliliters. This Ooh. is like liquid gold. I know. So my six mm. eggs gave me about maybe 15 milliliters. Would you say that looks like? Uh, yeah, they're about, they're about sure. You know? mm-hmm. So supposedly Ooh. five dozen eggs will give you five ounces of oil of egg. Have you... I wonder if we put that through a coffee filter, if it would take out any more of the particles. You get a deeper brown, deeper uh, amber color versus the... It's not going to make it, it taste might. better. Uh, I, so I wasn't the U2, talking about taste. Okay, yeah, the YouTube, should just give that YouTube up. one, the Hawaiian farm, they used a wok, mm-hmm. which oh, I okay, think would have sure. worked much better, but I didn't want to take our little wok out to our... I didn't really want just, to take a wok. I need a new outdoor stove. Oh, <laughs> I've been saying that for five years. Amazon, I've been saying it too, but she just, oh. hey, you know, if we did that, we could get some money to the practical herbals. Oh, yeah. There yeah, you, you go. Should, should do go. that. So, yeah, that, that was my big alchemical experiment. The Practical Herbalist Press, that's in addition to our website and our podcast. That is right. Practical Herbalist Press is all about providing really good books and information by written by experienced herbalists. Us. Us, but others <laughs> eventually as yes, well. that's very true. And it's bite-sized information that we research the heck out of. We have medical information out there that we're really doing a lot of research on. We are. We have growing gardening with herbs. We got stuff for about pets, your yes. home, your family, ethnobotany. Ethnobotany. Mm-hmm. We also put it in terms of the traditional ways we've talked about historic, herbs, like yeah. historic. Mm-hmm. Whether they're warm and cooling, that right. sort of thing. Mythical and very practical stuff. The Practical Herbalist Press is dedicated to providing the best herbal related books on the market. Look for our titles on Amazon, search for the Practical Herbalist Press, or visit our website at practicalherbalistpress.com. But I also ended up doing some research. This mm-hmm. this, this this month, we're doing tea tree, right? Sure. That's our big herb. And tea tree is something that here in the Pacific Northwest, it can be a bit of a challenge to get a hold of anything but the essential oil. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's true. And so I started, you know, researching and doing that. And I was thinking about that. And at the same time, there was and I, I was looking at a, um, a webinar like video thing. And I heard an herbalist who's actually a really well known herbalist remark that essential oils are not herbs. <laughs> and I was a little bit floored by that when I heard that everybody's got their opinions. Yeah. And, I, and, and and the reason that I'm bringing it up today, I thought that was shocking because if essential oils are not herbs, then tinctures are not herbs because it's an extraction of parts mm-hmm. of the plant. Mm-hmm. And an infusion or a tea would not be an herb because that's also an extraction of a right. part of a plant. And you so get to the point where... person didn't say why they made that distinction. They just correct. threw up their opinion and then yeah. let that sit on the floor. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it, and it started me thinking about... The fact that I can't connect with tea tree as easily because I can only get it as an essential oil. Mm. I know that there are some folks like Strictly Medicinals does 
um, sell tea tree plants. Like you mm-hmm. can order a plant from them and they sell seeds. Mm-hmm. Or no, I think they are the ones you could order seeds. But I've seen a couple nurseries that will sell you, you know, potted trees, essentially. Is that safe so to grow in this area? I'm not sure. Everywhere I've seen it, the suggestion is that you grow it in a pot. Mm-hmm. And because of the zones, it's a more tropical plant. Oh, right. Of course. So sure. I'm thinking that, you know, it's probably not. Anyway, so in theory, one might be able to get it. But thinking about how hard it is to get my hands on the actual herb, the plant, mm-hmm. made me think about, well, what was it like way back when for the alchemists who were just beginning to experiment with crazy things like chili peppers and mm-hmm. you know stuff from the new world? Mm-hmm. And so it made me think about that. And then I was doing my research and I'm like, you know, actually the essential oil is the sulfur of the plant. So normally as herbalists, we have access, like for lavender, we have access to tincture and the plant itself. Mm-hmm. So we have the, the the plant, the crude material, according to what the alchemist would call it. Right. We have access to the tincture, which is like the mercury or the spirit of the plant. Mm-hmm. We have access to the essential oil, which is the sulfur of the plant. Mm-hmm. And if we wanted, we could take that, process and we could make the salt of the plant so we have access to the whole plant and all the different levels of working with it right like the body of horror so I'll tore up like that yeah if people exactly. want to know more about that just go to show 126 yeah <laughs> long explanation there so, so your yeah, theory so though, here though i found it interesting like i'm trying to work with tea tree essential oil or the mm-hmm. sulfur and then i'm hearing some herbalists say that the essential oils aren't the plant or this one herbalist saying that. And then I'm thinking, well, what is the plant? What is the nature of the plant? So I started going off into this whole like, huh, what is that? How do you connect with the plant when all you can get is one one little part of it? You know, mm-hmm. when you can't really connect. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, went off into philosophy town for a while. You went in the al- down the long alchemy road. <laughs> the alchemical, philosophical yeah, space. It's a long and winding road. But yeah, I mean, what do you think about that idea? The essential oil is not the plant. I, I, it's an <laughs> odd concept to me. You know, when I first heard about some of the things that were being done with these plants and how, you know, chemists were dividing it down and dividing it down, mm-hmm. I initially was like, well, that's a bunch of hoo ha. I don't, I don't, I don't take cotton to that idea. That's not right. But that's, I've changed my mind about that. I feel like, you know, just because it it may, yeah, if you, if it's not exactly the same, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's still, it's part of the world that we live in. You know, the, Mm -hmm. I have parts of my, of my mother and my grandmother and all, all of that ancestry in my body and Mm -hmm. I'm not them, but I am them. Right, yeah. So these nice little cookie cutters that we like to divide our world up in, I don't know that they always apply. Yeah, it, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I mean, not, not a deep woman, but that's about <laughs> all I got for that one. <laughs> well, I thought it was interesting and making the connection that for tea tree – what I'm working with is the sulfur of the plant was an interesting mm-hmm. thought. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And maybe that's, that's what you need there. Maybe, 
Well, I'd really personally, I, mm. I'm, I'm planning, I'm hoping to get my hands on an actual tea tree in a pot. I mean, right. I'm, I'm just going to grow in a pot because our climate gets too cold in the winter for it anyway. So I'd have to bring it in. Yeah. But I'd really like, you know, I'd really like to do that because I'd really like to see what do the leaves taste like in a tea? Mm -hmm. Because there's plenty of evidence to support using it as potentially a medicinal. Sure. I've, I've drank know. some tea tree tea. Nice. There was a, it was in a tea bag. Yeah. I, it was one of my friends had it and served that to us. And I thought it tasted terrible. Not yeah. as bad as oil of egg. Yeah, the oil to of say, egg is pretty bad. Yeah. At least this oil of egg is I can see bad. how that oil of egg would be good for people that have burns. Yeah, did you notice that it really like goes into your skin fast? Yeah. It, and it like, leaves it baby soft. Yeah, it leaves it surprisingly smooth. Yes. Ah. So. Yep. Yeah, it's very nice. I can yeah. definitely see why people would want to. And I can also see I had one drop on my hand. Yeah, it goes And really I put far. it, you know, I rubbed it into the other hand too. Just one little, one, a dabble do you, as they say. But yeah, I can see how you could put that in your hair. And, you know, if you're aging as, as we all are, mm -hmm. putting that on places that um, have had injury or if they're, it's getting particularly wrinkly, I can see how that, I don't know if it helps with collagen I'm not sure. or anything. But if you yeah. combine that with something like vitamin C, Extra yeah. vitamin, unless you have hepatitis, of course, but I think a vitamin a C times, turns into collagen in your body. That'd be yeah. good. I think a lot of times it's combined with things like jojoba oil or hemp seed oil. Oh, so two of the because of the I've omega. Seen. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Sure. Huh? I personally cannot see wanting to take this. It's supposed to be a... Internally? Yeah, no, internally. No, never do that. Daily. I can't see wanting to because the flavor is not awesome, mm -hmm. um, but... Uh, what I've seen in Chinese medicine is that it's considered a circulatory stimulant, um, mild. Like, so for if you have a weak heart, it's a good. Because it will jumpstart you and you'll say, This tastes terrible. Tastes, Why yeah. is it in my body? That could be. And then yeah. you kind of hop around. It certainly yeah. did up my blood pressure. <laughs> sure. So, Patrick, are you sure you don't want to give it a try? Nope. It just sounds like we're really selling it here. Nope. But as as far as yeah, the topical treatment, I thought that was nice. Yeah. That was actually nice. Yeah. But it, combining that maybe with something that has a more palatable fragrance, I think the next time I try it, I'm going to try to get it do it in a less cast iron sort of way because mm -hmm. the cast iron definitely probably gave it some flavor. Yeah, I'm betting. Yeah, I bet it did. I it is it a strangely, I mean, it's like this weird, it's familiar, but I don't know why. It's yeah. a weird flavor smell. Because yeah. I've never burned eggs before. I mean, I've had them like times where I've cooked it's them slightly the too edge, much, but too not much, so that yeah. they're black. Right. I mean, this was, it didn't start to smell like that till they got like smoke is coming off mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. It really like felt like you're doing something magical. Smoke billowing up. It just smells. Yeah. We're strong. I'm sure the neighbors love me. Did you wear a wizard hat? I didn't. I should Next time. Have. Next time. You got to get a wizard hat Next on there. Time. Well, cool. Well, th thank you to Mr. Jason Scott for inspiring. He was awesome. Wasn't yes, he? He, he was, was an interesting fella. Yeah. I enjoyed talking with him a yeah. lot. Yeah. He really took us down a different path than we normally go down. It was, it was quite the experience. Yeah. yeah. He's someone to watch. Keep, keep, keep your seeing, eye on him. Keep seeing what he's mm -hmm. doing. It'd be interesting. Yeah. Now it's time for Herbs in the News. Candace, you found something. <laughs> you didn't? I, I, I did. I found something. Actually, 
the American Botanical Society found something. Thank you, American Botanical Society. Thank you very much. And I don't have the computer. I don't, my, my computer's over there. The email that has oh, this article I see why over you're there, laughing. which is why I'm laughing. Why? Okay. Well, why didn't you send it American to American Botanical your Society gave a response to a Time Magazine article. The Time mm-hmm. Magazine article is herbal, herbal supplements may be dangerous when you take certain prescription drugs. This was published by on January 24th of 2018, and the article is by Amanda McMillan. And the response from the American Botanical Society was the thing that interested me the most. It, the most. I, I yeah. have it here. Um, in, in people that aren't members might not be able to, to see this particular one, but we'll have, we'll have the link no matter what. And we'll also have the Time, the Time Magazine link that it is a response to. Uh, so, you go ahead. You, you can go oh, ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So this is... Uh, uh, January 26th. <laughs> Two days my, later. My birthday. Uh, July, uh, let's see, January 26th, 2018. And they were saying, yeah, two days ago, CBS released a short story. They call it a story entitled Why Herbal Supplements Taken with Prescription Drugs May Be Risky Based on a New Study Looking at Reports of Serious Herb Drug Interactions. And um, go, go ahead, Candice, you're... Well, Why, what is it that, that inspired you to? One of the things I found frustrating about the Time magazine article, as well as, you know, when this kind of stuff comes out in general, is that it sounded to me an awful lot like they were citing people who had either taken herbal supplements or herbs inappropriately, or they were taking them in conjunction with other medicines that the medicines were probably actually interacting like like the the herbs that they're like ginkgo is not one that tends to react with a lot of medicines and yet mm-hmm. they're blaming ginkgo for the problems the change that right. the medicines which, are creating which could be it seemed like when i took a look at it that what cbs was just not understanding is that herbs work yeah they have an effect and of course if you are on some kind of medication there will be probably some interactions does mm-hmm. that mean that yeah. herbs are dangerous? It doesn't mean herbs are dangerous any more than it means the prescription medicine that someone's on is dangerous. Exactly. What is dangerous is for people to not understand that that, that herbs really do work. And you yeah. can't just throw anything at your diet. Just like, you know, if you drink like four Coca-Colas in 15 minutes, that is also- going to have an effect. It's going to have an effect. And yeah. you, if you're particularly on medication, then you need to be careful about what you put in your body. And please give the give herbs the kind of respect that they deserve and assume that if you're taking them, they will, in fact, truly, believe it or not, have an effect. So yes. yeah. just do your homework as always. That's, that's the thing that I think CBS just didn't get. Well, yes, I think you're right. But I also think that a lot of what they were citing here were people that were just going to the to the place where they could get herbal supplements and just willy-nilly doing it because they mm-hmm. saw an article or they read the bottle and said it does this this amazing thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And really, like you said, Sue, herbs can be very powerful. Yep. Don't just go take stuff. Get Find out somebody that has training in it, who understands the 
the issues of, you know, taking vitamin K and warfarin. Mm -hmm. And herbalists would know that. Right. You know, because that's their job. That's their job. Yeah. You know, if you're going to ingest something in your body to make you better, just because it's a plant doesn't necessarily make it safe, especially if you're under uh, care of another uh, healthcare provider. Mm -hmm. And it can work the other way too. You could be taking the herbs and then your doctor says, you need to take warfarin. Yeah. I mean, knowing what's going in your body and how things are going to react to each other is as important. It doesn't matter if they're herbs or a prescription. It just needs to be done in a way that somebody else who knows what they're doing should do it with you. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, one of my frustrations with it is that doctors and pharmacists are trained in biochemistry. You Maybe. Know, to, yeah. to some extent. <laughs> At least hopefully, hopefully. The pharmacist is. Hopefully the pharmacist, the pharmacist is. is. And if we're lucky, the doctor at least has a, an intro to it. Mm-hmm. But they're not trained in plant chemistry. No, definitely not. And herbalists are trained in plant chemistry. Mm-hmm. And in fact, many, many growing number of us are also getting training and finding, doing the research to understand how the plant chemistry affects the pharmaceutical chemistry and the biochemistry. Mm-hmm in the person and how it will affect the drugs. Right. Because we know we have to make sure we have to take responsibility for how plants will or won't potentially interact and give patients proper information. Mm -hmm. And on the other side of the fence, the pharmacists and the doctors aren't necessarily doing the the cross learning how the plants will interfere or not or affect. Right. And, you know, here we are at the end of the article, and it says it also serves as a reminder that patients should disclose their informa- their medicines and supplements they're taking to their doctors and pharmacists. Yes. And I'm like, okay, yeah, they should. They should also disclose all that stuff to their herbalists, and herbalists should have been included as part of this picture. Yeah, Because absolutely. the herbalists are the actual es- experts on what the plant medicines can or can't do and as I said, an increasing number of us are getting the chemistry because we know we need it. Right. There's so many people taking so many pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. So many. Yeah. And yeah. even within our industry, even within just that industry, and you're talking about someone taking, I had a friend not too long ago who started to care for her elderly, one of her elderly relatives. And the elderly relative came with a bag full of prescriptions. There were like 20 bottles of different things in there. From multiple different providers, none of whom were actually talking to each other. After looking at them and reviewing appropriately, they got it down to like six. Yeah, I've so seen that before. Oh, so, so many times. Often. So yeah. many times. Yeah. And a lot of times, herbalists are doing helping with that process. Yes, I've They're, seen that before too. A person that had quite a number of fairly serious medications, yeah. some of them were mental health medicine, and they went to a very irresponsible herbalist. And um, they said, I'm really having trouble here. I'm like, well, show me what medicine you've got. I went to the person's house and they brought out a shoebox. Yeah. And I was just about, hey, no facial expressions here. Let's let's take a look here. Um, these are count- these two herbs are counterindicated with each other. Yeah. You know, yeah. this is. <laughs> yeah. So I was, yeah. you know, trying to be very calm and like, you know, this, mm-hmm. uh, it seemed like that person was, was they were really trying to do is just sell herbs. And those are the kind of herbalists that discredit the rest of the people that are actually doing their homework and trying to help other people. Yeah. And I mean, I've seen a lot of times where the herbalist is the one that sits down and says, okay, let's look at these, you know, 12 prescriptions you've got. Mm -hmm. Okay. Three of these prescriptions are to deal with side effects from, 
these other four prescriptions, which were to deal with side effects from the original three prescriptions, Mm -hmm. you know, wheedle it down and you say, okay, well, if we could get it down to just these original, you know, handful, three or four of them, and then take a few herbs to balance and deal with the side effects, offer balance back in that don't mess up the actions of the the ones, the the core one prescriptions you need. Mm -hmm. That's where you should be. Yeah. And, and not leave it at the herbs too. I mean, yeah. I, I've also I think of a person that came stuff. in and said, yeah, I'm just, man, I'm up, I'm down, I'm up, I'm down. I just can't, I can't seem to to deal with this. I'm just going to the bathroom all the time and I'm really jittery. And so I smoke pot in order to keep myself from being jittery, but I'm still just going to the bathroom. I don't know what's wrong with me. And here's the herbs I'm taking. Here's the medicine I'm taking. And I'm looking like, none of this makes any, how much coffee are you drinking? Exactly. Yeah. I get eight cups a day. I'm well, like, dude, you're 65 years old. Yeah. <laughs> Those days are over. Yeah. Just stop drinking so much coffee and then you won't feel like you have to smoke so much pot and then you won't be going to the bathroom all the time. Yeah. Try that first. It and can't then be that let's easy. talk about it. It can't yeah. be that easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think my, my frustration with the articles with that and, and to some extent, even with the American Botanical Society or Council's response was that we're not really talking about the fact that herbalists are part of this team and yes. they should be part of this team. Yep. And for doctors and pharmacists and patients and everybody else to not recognize the importance of a good trained herbalist mm-hmm. or just a good, intelligent, responsible herbalist right. being a part of the team is foolhardy, that it's dangerous. We're entering into a time where it's kind of dangerous. Yeah, exactly. And that means that those of us that are doing herbal medicine, we, we, you know, those days of folly where you could just throw an herb at somebody and see if it sticks, those are gone. We got a lot of information. We know how this stuff works. We on our part here at the Practical Herbalist, Herbalism Radio, we're doing our part to try to make sure that information is out there so you can make better choices. But my goodness... It's it it communic there is no shortcut for good communication. Right. So, Candace, Sue. Yeah. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Gonna put put a herb on it. it. Hey, you made it. You're through another episode. Hey, if you liked it, go to iTunes and give us a review. Till next time, it's Patrick with Real Liberals Radio. The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem. Always consult with healthcare professional before starting any new vitamins, supplements, diet, or exercise program before taking any medication, or if you have or suspect you might have a health problem. Any testimonials, questions, or case studies are based on individual results and do not constitute a guarantee that you will achieve the same results.